conservative, moderate, libertarian. However you see the issues, your opinion is welcome here. Join the American Viewpoints community on Facebook. You know, the headlines were pretty salacious lately. An NFL owner is caught up in a prostitution sting, and all of a sudden we're hearing about human trafficking again. Hey, I'm Mike Ferguson. Thanks for staying with us on um, American Viewpoints. Um, Christine McDonald, my guest right now, written a couple of books on uh, human trafficking, and she's not doing it from necessarily just a research perspective because she has an understanding of this that I hope you never have. And Christine, I always appreciate talking to you and your bravery and telling your story. You ended up in the life, as as it's uh-huh. called, um, so early when you were about 15 years old. And so many times, Christine, people say, why don't you just walk away when you get caught up in something like this and people are doing terrible things for you? What do people need to understand why it's so hard to leave? Um, well, first of all, hello, Mike. Hello. Thanks for the invitation. Always. Um, um, well, I think we don't necessarily understand from the outside looking in all the complexities that lead to the point where an individual gains power and control over an individual. And, and that can be tactics of fear, um, or threats of violence or violence, um, sleep deprivation, food deprivation. It, it becomes a psychological and a physical um, crime um, that has a lot of complexities. And from the outside looking in, it can appear to be a choice, but from the inside looking out, it can appear that there's no other choice. You hear about a hooker, a prostitute. Well, that's just one of those people. I mean, we're just barely above the, the concept of saying, just go ahead and discard them. What, what do we need to reconsider on that? Well, first of all, I think we need to consider that trafficking um, a trafficker automatically, I mean, their tactic to identify persons that they're um, going to profit off of is exploiting a vulnerability. Um, I, I think we as a society um, should have a problem with that in itself as a baseline to starting point. I think that it is important that we also understand this can happen to anybody, our, our, our own children. The day of, of Internet, of video games, and all this access to each other that we've never met has created this platform for people to do and become anybody they want to. I think society as a whole does not understand the the complexities in which an individual gets in there and the challenges involved in exiting um, and the power and control and fear tactics utilized by these traffickers in order to have control of the very people that they're profiting off of. And so, and I think media has played into that through movies like Taken and Pretty Woman um, that have perpetuated um, a culture of what trafficking can look like. And so when we're really dealing with what it can look like, oftentimes we know that 86% of these individuals that are adults, where it appears to be choice, were actually trafficked as minors and never identified. And so there's layers and layers of trauma, complexities um, that that we don't as a um, public society understand. When it comes to uh, these transactions, can you have the type of, of encounter that's that's done voluntarily, that's done consensual, that the people may say, okay, well, let's talk about legalizing something because then at least uh-huh. we bring it above table. Because we, you know, we, you see the celebrations of like the, the brothels uh-huh. in Nevada uh-huh. and things like that. I mean, uh-huh. I've seen entire like uh-huh. HBO specials oh, yeah. on this thing. Yeah. But do you know people in some of those brothels are held too? They, um, they stay there. That's where they live. Um, and so we have to understand, even under a legal 
situation of trafficking. I myself, in my own experience, I was sold as a runaway by one human being to another human being that owns strip clubs. We think of a strip club as the legalized sex industry that's safe, right? They're everywhere. Um, and yet I was sold in the VIP rooms of um, strip clubs in the Midwest as a 15-year-old minor to men who knew they were paying for, you know, a minor for, for sex acts. Um, and so I think we can do better. Um, I think we have a long ways to go. Um, and I think that education is going to be number one. Um, and, and understanding, we objectify another human being. We remove the emotions, you know, the ability to feel pain. And we have not only desynthesized something that is, you know, should be intimate between two people. We have literally taken and reduced a human being to an object for our own pleasure. So there's a moral. I mean, there's a, there's a personal and a moral. We, we, we want to talk about the legal a lot, but we're, we're talking about people to people here. People to people. Yeah, that's what I, yeah, I, I was hoping to get there. I think we have to take consent beyond just saying yes. And there has to be an absolute informed consent. And I think there's multiple layers to that. Was there, did they end up here because they were homeless and had no other options? And if that was the case, were other options provided before they started selling their body for an income to survive, right? And so um, that's going to be a, a conversation that's going to come from me from my years and years in this work and my lived experience um, that you are probably going to get a very biased answer that says, no, I absolutely have yet to meet somebody who is fully informed in consent and had other options that truly has been involved in this profession. So, Christine, of course, part of that uh, understanding more, you know, you've written a couple books on this, Cry Purple and uh, The Same Kind of Human, um, which are available on your website, which we'll give out here in just a couple of minutes. But when you talk about the conversation right now, sometimes we get dazzled with numbers, the number of people. The, uh-huh. and, and I think a lot of times we lose that human element uh, because we say, well, this can never happen to my kid. I mean, it can never happen right. to my daughter. It couldn't happen to my right. sister. It couldn't happen to my mom. How can this happen? to people that we would say, no, they have common sense. They'd never do anything like that. Because this is a crime that's based off of an exploitation of vulnerability, uh, psychological manipulation, deceit, lies, fraud. (laughs) Um, I I think we think that it could be um, it's kidnapping uh, out of the bedroom and and white van kidnapping. And again, that's a Hollywood and media delusion that that's not often how it happens. Traffickers can be a, a mom can traffic their children. Father can traffic their children. Uh, a brother can traffic his sister. Um, video games, the internet has created this safe place to create a facade to be anybody you want to, and so it's this delusion that earns trust. Um, they build relationship, and then in time it becomes too late. Um, before you know it, you've done become a victim of something, and you're in, and you have no idea what to do because you have no idea how you got there. Now, we've got um, just another minute or so, Christine, and, of course, there's a whole other conversation on on how to help victims yeah. get back to a, re- a regular life, and let's do that again at some point. But when it comes to your resources that you have available, I mentioned your books, but you can find those on the website, but what else is in the works right now? Oh, my gosh, exciting things. Um, so recently um, I was featured um, in um, Human Trafficking in the Heartland, a documentary investigative look at trafficking and exploitation in Missouri, Kansas, Oklahoma, um, and Iowa, um, the Heartland. 
Um, and and in the works right now is Cry Purple the Movie. My first um, book is being made into a major motion picture, um, which is exciting. And so through that, the message I hope to bring is to construct conversations and humanize the homeless, the addicted, and the prostituted persons in every city across America. And to get access to the books or to just be in touch with you, what's the website? What's the way to do it? Absolutely. Um, you can reach me at any given time at christinesvision.org, O-R-G. Christine McDonald, uh, thank you again for telling your story, being willing to, to go onto a mass media platform like this and say, yes, I was trafficked for sex for all these years, but there's hope for those who are getting caught up in it now. Well, thank you so much, Mike, for having me. And yes, that there's hope. There's hope. There's always hope. We just have to understand first. All right, once again, that is christinesvision.org. All right, before we go, let's end on a little lighter note. How about a completely useless fact? Information that probably isn't going to mean a lot in your life other than it could make you the smartest person at the Trivia Night Contest. This comes from thefactsite.com. Did you know that the United States Navy has now begun using Xbox controllers for their periscopes? Yeah, because the control stick for periscopes is so complicated, finding out how to use Xbox controllers reduces the learning time from hours to minutes. <laughs> nice. Hey, another bonus for us taxpayers. Xbox controllers cost about $37,980 less. So there you go. Thefactsite.com had that fact for us. Hey, be sure to join the American Viewpoints Facebook community. And thank you for spending some of your time with us. I'm Mike Ferguson, and this has been American Viewpoints. It only takes a minute to find out if you may have prediabetes. And you can do it at doihaveprediabetes.org. But you're probably not going to, are you? Kids, work, listening to the radio. You're busy, which is great because busy people can't get prediabetes. Oh my, I read that wrong. <laughs> They can. Should have worn my glasses. So visit doihaveprediabetes.org and take a short test because prediabetes can be reversed. Brought to you by the Ad Council and its prediabetes awareness partners. This is the story of a very special woman. Just a few knew about her superpowers. In a matter of seconds, she turned herself into a great mathematician. She masqueraded as a regular person at work, but as a superhero at home. Everyone knows her as Gabriella. I still call her Mom. Your hero needs you now, and AARP is here to help. Find the care guides you need to help, complete with tips and resources at aarp.org caregiving. Brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council.